What's happening, weirdos? That's right. It's your girl. That kind of fresh hair. I liked it. Yeah. What's happening, weirdos? What is happening? Act one. Act one. What's happening, weirdos? A small but independent podcast. Four years. Whatever. <laughs> we just recorded our episode. I'm too tired to riff, but I'm not too tired to riff in this episode you're about to hear. That's right. That he's too tired in the intro because he really gave it his all. I left it all on the court. Left it all on the court. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for those of you new to the show, Val and I record these every Thursday, which is when our babysitter is here. <laughs> so we go on a date. But before we do, we pull over the car and we record uh, a little bonus episode for Fridays called We Made It Weird. Um, so this is the third one. Mm-hmm. We're currently in the car, but the AC is not running. In the recording you're about to hear, the AC is running. We apologize for that, but we're in California. It's very hot. And we literally have nowhere else to go. <laughs> so uh, this is how we get away from our beloved baby uh, so we can have this little talk. And it's really fun to share these uh, chats with you guys. I'm really glad you're enjoying them, yeah. uh, those of you that are. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And um, support the show. Yeah. com slash weird. Kachava.com uh, slash weird. CWHemp.com slash weird. Promo code keep it crispy 19. Um, trying to, oh, living libations.com slash weird. These are all things to get me undies. These are all things that you can just buy. I know it sounds like schlocky and maybe a little silly, but it's like, this is our, our livelihood right now. So if you want, if you like the show and you want to support and you need underwear, a protein drink, uh, skincare, or maybe some CBD, please check out one of those because that directly supports this show. And it would mean a lot. And who, does, who doesn't need underwear or CBD? That's right. Or skincare. Or skincare. Or protein. Come on. It's kind of your, your basics. These are your basics. It's like Maslow's pyramid of... Or Alphabrain, onit.com slash weird. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. All right. Covered. I'm sorry. Did I, were you about to promote something beautiful and like heartfelt and... <laughs> no. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I just meant good that I didn't interrupt you. Okay, guys. Enjoy We Made It Weird. Number three. Get into it. it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, I think that's over. Uh, the um, What if we did, like, a hip-hop song? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like... Oh, chimmy, chimmy, oh, yeah, like, like Richard Cheese. Did who? you know about him? Old Dickie Cheese? <laughs> I know him as Dick Cheddar, but Richard Cheese? Which is more proper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, We're in the car. He was a, a white man. Right. I feel like it was like 2005. I'm going to put my leg up like my dad driving the Winnebago in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's you a, look so uncomfortable. I'm always uncomfortable. You're too big What if life. you were in my body and I was in your body? <gasps> I know exactly what, what you, you mean. Do. What? Oh, my God. I would go right to a mall in the 80s to that, like, tasteful, like, <laughs> nudes. <laughs> What was it called? Um, Glamour shots. Yes. But I'd slip them a 50 and be like, what if the nips? (laughs) I literally just, that was so detailed. I was just thinking you would just be like standing in a room squeezing. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose I comedy, comedy, comedy did up.
comedy. I'm going to have to comedy deer this vehicle. And then I get in the car and I just fill it with clowns. <laughs> Listen, maybe you've never listened to a We Made It Weird before. Yeah. Why maybe? did you start with the third one, you weirdo? <laughs> But maybe it's the best. Maybe it's the best one. We don't know. It hasn't begun happened yet. yet. It hasn't, hasn't begun be- happened yet. yet. <laughs> it happened. Um, Listen. Hey, I was gonna say, I had this like urge to be like. This is something I used to do when I was a kid, and I wonder if you did it. Mm. Where you would like spend the night at your friend's house. I'm talking like eight, seven, eight, or nine ish. Mm-hmm. And you spend the night at your friend's house, and you'd be like, "Hey, when I spend the night, let's have so much fun." I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> in fact, I've held on to that into my creative life Ooh. because sorry, I just passed a kidney stone. I um, <laughs> you, that is creative. I what passing a kidney stone that I didn't have. You created a kidney stone. OMG. OMG. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Can I just say, by the way, uh, okay, first this point. One, my friends used to come over and would make videos with my VHS camcorder. Mm-hmm. And I, my VHS, Sylvania. And I um, would always say, let's make a really great movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, but the other, the more relatable version would be, let's have so much fun. Yeah. And my whole life, and I know you can relate to this, is trying to sync up that feeling, the feeling of infinite possibilities Mm -hmm. that you have at lunch. You just had your first sip of (laughs) Coca-Cola and you're eating a fucking ham and cheese on white. And you just go, when we have our sleepover, let's have the most fun. Cut to me at 9.30 p.m. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Cheddar. No, Dicky Cheddar. Dicky Cheddar. But I, I forget what the other... Oh, the other thing I was going to say is unrelated. Yeah, I just, like... And even when you just said that, I... You know, what I think it was, though, is I would be so determined... And this is transferred into my adult life. This happens sometimes. Mm. Where I... I will be so determined to have the best time of my life that I will at least make my body and brain believe that I am having the best time of my life. Oh, interesting. Like, I won't accept anything else. (laughs) I was able to achieve that alone, and still can. Mm. But I can't do that with groups. Yeah, this is our difference. This is our difference. Welcome to our new podcast, This This is is Our our Difference. difference. But it is our difference. I almost, (laughs) I have a way harder time doing it alone than with other people. Because I feed off of the energy of others like a vampire. Right. And I <laughs> and I hoard my energy for fear. Like a vampire. Like, like a dragon. Dragon, yeah. Hoarding my golden coins. These what are my it? coins. What is this Chester Cheater doing? There is a... What kind of car is that? I can't see. It's a Mercedes. Do you ever say Mercedes? Mm-hmm. A Mercedes? It's a Mercedes. Why are you... There's a whole parking lot. And he's just, parking... I feel like he's parking goofy because we're parking goofy, but we park goofy because we want it to be in the shade. These and other boring things about this parking mm-hmm. lot that have nothing to do with us. So anyway, hey, while we're doing this podcast, let's have so much fun. You know, that that's the, what I've carried over, though. What? 
what? And not to be Tony Robbins. But uh <laughs> almost feels like you shouldn't be allowed to do that voice. <laughs> well, it was like Tony Robbins drowning. <laughs> I love Tony. I know he's gotten in some Mickey Mickeys. Uh but Has it, he? Yeah, he's he's always putting his giant foot in his even giant mouth. <laughs> he sort of gets well, in trouble. Be a I know it actually, it actually fits perfectly. <laughs> um, but um, he he changed my life for no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Listening to the tapes tapes that I got as MP3s, so it was stuff that he said in like the eighties. Mm. It was all just like those little affirmations that I do uh-huh. every day in every way. I'm getting better and better. You can say funnier and funnier, whatever you yeah, what, I whatever like medically. I love my life. Mm-hmm. This is this actually ties into what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I love my life. Why would that make you love your life more? But it does. Mm-hmm. Saying to your friends, let's have a really fun sleepover. And when I set out to write a script, and I know you must get this way when you write a song or a poem, you have that feeling, you know the click, like yes. two button snaps. You're just like, I want that haiku. Japanese, I, I mean this is a compliment, like that origami precision mm. of something being perfect. And I've said this a million on the podcast. I'm surprised you haven't heard me say it IRL. Paul Thomas Anderson, one of my heroes, said when he sat down to write Magnolia, he didn't know what it was about, but he was like, I want to write a great movie. Wow. Like, not like just a movie. He was like, I'm going to, and you can tell that movie's a big in swing. Ooh, this I is an uncensored podcast. That was a real time censor <laughs> from my, back from my from my Krish days. Krish, would you do that? Are you Krish? When, when you were Krish, <laughs> hey, what's your ish with being Krish? What would you do? Would you swear? Uh, well, I didn't for a while. Like I would say through at least through my freshman year of high high school. Yeah. And then it was like my brother and I would do it when we were like alone. Secret swears. Yeah. And then, but we would make, we would, it really kind of was made it better because it would, because it was a little bit of a big swing and it was kind of risky. We would make each other laugh so hard. With with swears. Just like a, yeah, just like an unexpected F word. Yeah. But I think before that I was saying frickin'. (laughs) Frickin', I used to have such a. Can you even say I used to have such a hard on? I guess so. Uh, I mean, it's it happening. Was stopping you? I don't know. That seems like one of the things that's probably on the way out. You used to have such a hard. I mean, hard ons are. It just means I used to get really are excited. Okay to have as long as the person. Yeah, you're wants, right. Wants it. <laughs> right. I, I hear you. I used to get very worked up, let's say, mm-hmm. to keep this time capsule applicable to 2033 in the vegan future. <laughs> in the vegan future where there's no swearing, nothing weird, and we're all, I'll be happy. Vegan. I like being vegan. Anyway. Um, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know if I get it. You don't know who Bobby McFerrin is? I don't know what the pops are. He did stuff like that. He was one of those, you know, he's a little song I wrote. <laughs> oh, my, right. And he was in the back going, <laughs> <laughs> which was my brother my whole life knew everything and I knew nothing. Oh. He, he was always like, he's two years older than me. It's a key difference. He was always smarter than me and kind of knowing stuff that I didn't know. I remember asking him, what's a blowjob, for example? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he just knew stuff. And I I one time got him. 
because he thought Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy. Yep. We knew he did all the sounds, but my brother thought he did them all simultaneously. Oh, my God. And it God. was such a great moment. I was a child, and I was like, he does it. He does it one at a time. And I, I was right. And, like, I still remember the look on my brother's face. I think it was the first time I had, like, bested him. Wow. Yes. Yes. I went through a huge swearing phase in fourth grade. Oh, yeah. I went through an early one, too. You go through the early. It's so white Christian girl. I, my I'm a friend, boy. <laughs> well, in this case, I'm not taking it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my friend's older sister was starting to listen to rap music. <laughs> and, oh, baby, I like your room. <laughs> so for like, I used to reference this. For two weeks, I listened to rap music and I... And I tried out what I referred to then as cussing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I also remember very vividly my brother. I went to the Green Day concert, but it was, it was the first time I'd ever heard them play. It was at the Hat Shell in Boston. There was a little, there was a mini riot. They only got through three songs. That's how popular they were. Then the next day, my brother took me into his room, gave me headphones, and um, I had so loud music was playing, and I was like, "What's a blowjob?" <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew that was so specific and weird. I had to bring it back. I just didn't know it would be so soon. I love it. <laughs> What's a blowjob? It's so funny because it was so recent. It was too soon. Yeah, it was. It was good too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he played for me uh, Longview, which is the song that has a lot of fuck words and it has master, the word masturbation in it. Uh. And I, I mean, some people probably had that experience watching like the Faces of Death video. <laughs> like, I don't know if there were those VHSs. Videos of people actually dying. It's like horrible stuff. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I know. So you made me laugh at something that I didn't. Yeah, but it, it, Faces of Death sounds like a Swedish like death metal band. Uh-huh. We are Faces of Death. Let's see your faces. One, two, three, face. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that was adorable. I saw some of those. It was fucking terrible. Wow. But hearing Longview unedited for the first time, because mm-hmm. he, he says fuck so clearly, mm. he knew there was a mic in the room. What is he doing? <laughs> This is documented. You can't take it back. But we loved swearing, me and my fourth grade friends, who didn't stay friends. It was like a third, fourth grade thing, and we all just used to hang out, me and Karen Klutz Thornton, or Cut Cleats Klutz Thornton. (laughs) She was my weird, uh, not weird, but it was weird that I had a girlfriend. Um, You know what I mean? Like, so so I say she was my weird girlfriend. She was not weird. It was weird that we were dating at this age. And we didn't do anything. We didn't even kiss, but it was just like, understood and we would hang out in this little area i'm pretty sure we were in the less advanced class i'm i'm not saying that like to be like aren't i interesting i think they split the class into like standard and remedial, um, remedial. and this happened over and over <laughs> throughout my career it happened in high school and then it happened again in college and I went to like a dum-dum college <laughs> wow. and I took this test and they still put me in a, a writing class what I thought I was good at mm. so now every time I get hired to write a script I think of Nancy and it was what was it called 
Who's Nancy? Nancy taught the class. She was very nice to me, actually. She was like... Yeah, it's not her fault. She essentially said... I remember very vividly, she was like, you shouldn't be in this class. And then I was like, well, thank you very much. And she was like, don't get carried away. You're not, like, great. And I was like, come on, Nancy. Come on. <laughs> you shouldn't be in this class. Thank you very much. You should be in a much lower class. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I feel like I went on too long. Then eventually I stopped swearing again in high school. But then... I came back. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Um, and I fucking love it now. <laughs> I love it too. I, I love it. More words? <laughs> I love words. I want access to more words. I and I vividly can't. remember my teenage brother having a like argument with my mom, my Christian sweet mom, about You got a CSM? Yeah. Where where he was like winning. It was an argument about cussing and he was like it doesn't mention these words in the bible there's no like where did this come from oh my god we were obsessed with finding verses that said do not curse but it will always be like bless and do not curse it was always used in the opposites like it was like don't curse bless so it meant like woe to your household (laughs) like people just used to do that may your crops grow in as dust for burn I, and didn't it, isn't it like I don't remember the origin of it, but it is like a class thing. It's swearing. Like, yeah, it's like that's what whatever these words were that are chosen. Isn't it so funny that there's like a set of words and we all know them? And they're like those words, the bad even ones. If, yeah, even if you have you know used those words your whole life and your parents did, and you never had the Christian upbringing we did, you still know what the words are. Yeah. Well, they are. They're. Tony, going back to Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. I'm back on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, are you okay? Again, I'm drowning in margarine. <laughs> um, again, love you, T-Rabs. Uh, Zippy's listening. His huge, head, his huge headphones. <laughs> they look like uh, pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. Uh, listen, um, every morning, dairy or COVID, that's what I play. Mm-hmm. Is it dairy breath or COVID? That you're coughing? Because I eat so little dairy. If you and I splurge and eat a little D. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if we eat a little dairy. Uh-huh. <laughs> if we eat a little dick cheese. Look, <laughs> oh my God. Look, I'm mostly vegan, but every once in a while, Ben, you devil. Is that your friend Jerry? Get in here. Don't let anyone see you, you floppy fish hat Vermonters. And they give me their sweet candy ice cream. Is that cheese or ice cream? I'm having such a hard time following this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so excited on these little car dates, and I need to remember to slow down. (laughs) Um, Ben and Jerry, my Oh, Ben and Jerry, yeah. Ben Mm -hmm. and their floppy Vermont hats. Okay. And then ice cream, yeah. Yeah. But I'll eat that. And then in the morning, I'm like, is this COVID or dairy regret? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is uh, it COVID? There used to be... Is it COVID or dairy? Which one of these? Is pandemic or cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I didn't... You didn't have the frequency of a person who was going to attempt to rhyme. <laughs> Because you know when someone's like, I'm going for it. Yeah. Have you seen my cat? And you're like, mm, okay, he's, he's going for it. The cat's wearing a, a hat. Or yeah. It's going to be like he's fat or that. <laughs> or that. Speaking of beefy, this is what I was going to say to you is I didn't think I was gaining weight during the quarantine until I watch any video that I shoot of you or Leela 
um, behind it, you can just hear. This is a good video. I think that's ready for the stage. I haven't, I, I haven't been writing stand-up, and I thought that I was like, man, what's what's been embarrassing me lately? And it's I haven't shown you videos that I shot of Leela because yeah, if you turn up the, the volume, you just oh my god, this is my magic memory. Oh I'm like, I'm just holding a camera. That's what wins me. Oh it wins god. me. Oh my god, that's so funny. Isn't that funny? It's a playground bit. We've talked about this. That is a premise. It's a setup that everyone understands. And then you can just do the breath as long as you want. And you know I've kind of been vocal about how I haven't exactly been missing stand-up. You know, the travel and all that. That made me go like, oh man. Yeah. Those days when I could just shoot over the store and, and do that bit. Yeah. And see some fucking friends. I know. That's I how know. I like seeing friends in, a, in, a, in, a, in an environment where you're all talking, but like every one of you leaves every once in a while, does a set, comes back, and they're like elated, yeah. and then they leave. It's very structured. It's so fun. I do enjoy that kind of friend hang as well. Yeah. And just, everybody's like kind of pumped on adrenaline and. That's right. It's, it's, it's sort of, of like getting together and doing drugs together. It's mm-hmm. it's very similar to the. I've, again, I always point out that I've never done cocaine. It makes me think my heart's going to explode. And let's be honest, who wants to see that? You on cocaine? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I don't know of anybody who would care to see that. No one. <laughs> I don't think I would want it. People don't Even, look at you and go, you know, if we could just turn it up a little bit. Let's crank this up to nine, huh? <laughs> I used to have that bit. I go, children shush me in restaurants. And that's true. Is that true? I was at lunch with Jesse Klein and a child was like, no, that's when a chef shushed me. A chef in New York came out of the kitchen and told me to be quiet. Oh, my God. He was in the back. Oh, my God. With sizzling pans. Oh, beeping <laughs> microwaves. The din of a rotating microwave. Like a kitchen is one of the loudest places. Where's that sauce? Slow down those chickens. What's a blowjob? Oh, my God. Valerie. We've already gotten our value. This is a free pod. This is just fun. It's just a way to check in. So let's start properly. How are you, my love? That's how we start. How are you? I'm feeling really good. I feel like this is a... Thursdays are like our favorite days because... That's why I'm so manic. It's hard to slow down. The babysitter comes. Iris. And um, and so we have this incredible feeling where at 3.30, because she puts the baby down, which is a whole ordeal... Usually it's, takes like it's an, an hour, hour and, and a half, half of that's a, of just the lights out, and everybody is. We just kind of talked about this. I get so frustrated because everybody's like, um, "Have you tried a gentle massage or essential oils or holding her head or holding her feet?" Which is just very helpful. And I, except, I'm like, no, she won't let us touch her. She yeah. won't let us... Sit. She knows give what her, you're doing. Give her a lovey. Give her a little blanket. Yeah, she throws it on the floor because yeah. she doesn't want to fall asleep and she knows what soothes her. And again, Ugh. sorry to frame everything. What am I, a spin doctor? These two. 
Prance is here out dark. Okay. <laughs> Prance is here out dark. This is like bad <laughs> FM radio, but I do it all myself. <laughs> so I have to interrupt. Like, there would be a guy on the ones and twos that starts you playing You do all that. the sounds yourself, like Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> oh, and I do them all at the same time. My brother was right. What's the blue cube? Hey, guys, I'll <laughs> tell you what's the blue Tony. Tony. Um, did he tell you what a blowjob was? Yeah, and I was so young, I was in the bathtub. I, I, like, that's the memory, and the reason why that's a... Meaning, I was so young, it wasn't weird that he came in and I was in the bathtub. <laughs> and you're like, what's a blowjob? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Families are so weird. Oh, I think that's what so makes weird. them so close. Yeah. It's because there's all this... I know that's fucking weird, but it wasn't. I was very young. I, it's not weird. And he came in, but we don't talk about it. And then I said, what's a blowjob? And I was the reason why it's important is I was in the bathtub is that I was so embarrassed by the question that I dunked my head underwater after Aww. I asked. But in a funny way, in like a comedy That's way. so funny. And then he went, I do a great impression of my brother. It's excellent, and only I... Well, dude, it's when someone puts a penis in their mouth, dude. <laughs> and I, the story was, there was a, it was always a one slightly older, more pubed, more pubertied, kid that was always sort of I I can't say this is always the case but in my class it was the case in like 6th grade maybe this was 5th grade I don't know younger he was a little bit more advanced and those kids were always trying to demonstrate that they were more advanced so this is really forced Mm -hmm. it was a picture of like Michael Jordan dunking on somebody and somebody was in the foreground and his head was sort of lining up with his shorts Uh, barely uh I remember the photo Uh And, and this kid Matt goes Looks like he's giving him a blowjob, uh, and we all did the thing that you do. Were that's, you pretend where you go, you know, <laughs> like yeah. like you with oh, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> we yeah, just go and, and faces and, of death and Ben and Jerry's. I do it to you all. The oh time. no, it's why we work. I'm not a jerk, and I fell with the frequency of a rhymer. Yes, you did. <laughs> I knew it was coming. See, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd honk the horn, but there's too many cars in this parking lot today. Um, you know what? This is a real serendipidelphia because... <laughs> oh, my God. Let's move to serendipidelphia. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Serendipidelphia is a great movie title for a movie no one will see but us. I, I don't even like it as a joke. I wish I could take it back. Are you kidding? I love it. It's like North Dakota death death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my god, please continue. Um, because the same, I was thinking as you were telling that story, I wasn't listening, I was thinking about the yep. first time when I. It's called podcasting, dear. <laughs> when I learned what a blowjob was, and it was the same older sister of my best friend who got me into rap music, got me into cussing, and one of those oh, wow. words was it was a blowjob, it was BJ. <laughs> BJ. And it was like, what's a BJ? And I think it was because it was like giggly girl, like it was very minimal description. Yeah. So I think it was just like it involves a guy's thing. Ha 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 ha. And you're like, oh and my like, god. And someone's. Ouch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and oh you're like, oh my ah! god. So for years, I literally thought it was just when you blew on a penis. Of course. I thought screwing was when you hug and you rotate. <laughs> you're naked. Oh, we screwed last night. I know you're t- how deep in the ground you get. <laughs> Phillips head or wait, flat? Wait a minute. You hug standing up? Oh, yeah, standing. <laughs> and then you circle? I guess, Val. I've never considered that. That's why it's called screwing. It's because you're rolling around flat. I thought it was screwing because, like, your screw, uh, the screw goes into the hole. Yeah, but you don't twist it in there. Should well, I be twisting details. it? It's details, <laughs> no, details, no, details, no, details, no, details, 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 details. I'm not going to do a Batman one leg, like when you kick one leg up and then it turns into a flip, like the old Batman movies. Not the old, old, but like Clooney. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not doing that Around when we're going to, into into the bone zone. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. The ducks do that. Everybody knows that. That's Screwing. like everyone's favorite. I what ducks? Ducks have corkscrew vaginas. Vaginas yeah. or D's? Vaginas. Well, I guess both because those like D's, a pig's tail. Yeah. So the the D's go like they literally screw in. I'm telling you, this is real. I don't care for it. <laughs> I was in sex class. <laughs> That's what they call gym, right? I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was in sex ed. And uh, maybe I've told this before. Lord knows. You just got green juice on your chinny chin chin. Thank God I didn't get it on the shirt because yesterday was laundry day and this is my favorite shirt. What's your favorite shirt? It's not Wait, yellow. you don't like it? <laughs> no, it's just not your fave call. It's my favorite shirt that I brought with us to north of L.A. <laughs> I did that for you. I'm not... I, I'm mad. I did that for you. I'm not the one that goes like, what if someone finds us here? I don't know. I don't know what you worry about. I You're right. About I should like that. But, and I appreciate it. I think there's no harm. But yes, we're not at our house and I... Um, and I packed only like a week's worth of clothes and this is a red and white striped shirt and I seem to always spill impossible things on only the white stripes <laughs> that we know of maybe you're just spilling ketchup perfectly on the red stripes that's true I used did I tell you you know we used to drive to Texas um, my say your joke what all your oh all my excess lives in Texas <laughs> and then it's like big plates of ribs and shit yeah because Texas is like they really I'd buy that as a shirt put in the comments if you'd buy that as a shirt it's a great <laughs> shirt if I lived in Texas I'd wear a shirt that says all my excess lives yeah, in Texas because my dad is a that's Texan. a big fat guy like a big belly you know what I mean yeah um, my, not a body shame my dad celebration he's a Texan and he lo- he's said things like Everything's bigger in Texas, like the portions, the like he likes the the uh, bags of insulin. <laughs> um anyway, we used to drive to Texas like straight through from Bakersfield at the time. So it was like 30 hours of driving, but we would drive straight through in our van and we had a blue Astro van and my mom would make beds out of each. It was like two bench seats in the back. There was an ice chest in between the driver's and passenger seat with a one of those TVs that also had a VCR, but it was like the small one, but it was still huge. Yeah, yeah. That was in the back seat? That was on top of the ice chest, and they plugged it all in so my brother and I could just like watch movies on VHS the whole ride. Wow. With headphones. 
And then if we, we'd be like, Mom, can I have a string cheese? And she would have to lift the TV up to open the ice chest to get us a string cheese. And true monsters. Anyway. That's amazing. I remember. That's the opening scene of your Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Except you're not going to a beauty pageant. You're just going to Texas. And, and it was the opposite of that. Because what made me think of it was I, the, it became, we did this every summer. And it became the family running joke that I, we could, <laughs> we could track where we went. Like use my shirt as a map. Because I always had a stain from every place that we stopped. Oh my god! <laughs> so it was if like, Leela this does is the that, diner in Flagstaff. This is the this is the street fight. We won. <laughs> oh my god! You are a delight. Yeah. I, if Leela did that, <laughs> when Leela does that, let's be honest, she's already get. I fed her bloobs this morning. Oh yeah. Bloobs in a little Ziploc bag at the end. That looks like blood. It's not blue. It's red, and your hands turn. Purple, like well, it dark was red. Okay, <laughs> I'm mad. All right, you got me. Some people are gonna listen to this and be like, "That isn't my blueberry experience." You're right. It has to be froze bloobs. Froze bloobs. Froze bloobs. Yeah. When I woke up this morning, I was like, "Hi, baby. Um, why are your lips blue? Like they? It really looked like she." Well, I gave her a little Joker mouth. You did for fun. Oh, that's fun. It was Ledger, not uh, Joaquin. Oh. Uh, you know what? Both are terrifying. Ledger was a delightful scamp who murdered many. No, listen. He was... What I like about Ledger's, and we're not going to do this. Ledger's is the best. No, I know, but here's what we're not... We're not going to do this. Ledger... This is almost over. I've never heard anybody just call him by his last name. Heath Ledger's Joker was more of the embodiment of a metaphor of, like, I am chaos. Yes. But he gave... He did, like... I'm going to blow up this boat, or you can save your girlfriend. These sorts of things. Yeah. Showing how the universe can be uncaring, cruel, random, cold, unfair, chaotic, all yeah. these things. So he was a symbol. Yeah. Joaquin's is just a documentary about, like, 90% of, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just I, I just know too many... Of those, we're not going to talk about it. We all know how I feel about Joaquin's Joker. I just mean I didn't see a lot of symbolism there as much as I saw just like a celebration of like very scary, lonely people. Yeah. But he wasn't like a supervillain yet. He was just like, ah, we're, now I'm talking about it too much. Here's what I was going to tell you. In sex class, I handed a note again to Matt. And I wrote something that my brother had told me. Here I am going for blowjob points, meaning saying some, demonstrating something. To yeah. look cool, more grown up. Blowjob points mean something very different in my world. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a true talent. I'm glad everyone's getting to see. What yeah, a true right? talent you are. <laughs> I passed him a note that said, my brother told me in health class, in, at the doctor, the doctor puts his hand in the girl's vagina. This was... Unbelievable! I barely knew wee-wees went in there. Forget about vee-wees. <laughs> These wees. I'm wiggling my hands. So I pass it to old Matt. What a jerk face. I sometimes Facebook stalk him. He's not on there. He was just a mean... He was mean to me. Yeah. And this is one of the things he did. He passed that note on. Oh it was for God. him. It was me being like, here's this thing. So it went to everybody. Any chance he thought that's what you wanted him to do? Why am I taking his side? Why would I want Julie Smith to know that I found out from my brother? <laughs> Julie Smith was one of the pretty girls. Yeah. I mean, I might as well have written, 
at night I poop on my face. That's what I call a face mask. That's way worse than a doctor puts a hand in a vagina. Vaginas are like a whole thing. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> okay. Are we going to answer questions? Yeah, let's answer questiones. We've been enjoying this. I was going to read something. I don't know. Maybe we... I've been doing... I had a week where I wasn't reading as much as I wanted to. And then today I read. And it just made me so happy. But I'm really just enjoying talking with you. Yeah. And I, So I have our, some books. But let's, let's do some questions. Let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. Let's have some fun. fun. Sing when you're stalling while you're trying to find a good question. Sing when you're stalling when you're trying to find a good question. Um. Oh. Oh, boom. Picture someone beatboxing. Is it Joseph Gordon Levitt? <laughs> <laughs> That would make, if someone said that to me, everything that makes me laugh is if someone said it to me, I would just, I'd just explode. Mm-hmm. I, when I, when I've been at my cockiest performing standup, I would say my only regret is that I can't be in my own audience, but I haven't felt that way in a long time because I'm more down to earth now. Wow. I really should have vetted these before. Are some of them bad? No, there's there's so many great ones, but it's hard to. I can talk about what I did choose. the work on. Yeah, you do that. No. Do you want to hear one? Here's my work journal. For the, those of you that are just tuning in on the third episode, you fucking weirdos. Ooh, conflict is bad and unsafe, right? So I was just I went and got <laughs> I got a, a lunch to go for you and me today, and I drove to the restaurant, and I called the restaurant, and I had Lee in the car. Normally, I would put on a mask and I would go in the restaurant and pick up the order because it's all social distancing and there's like plexiglass and stuff. It's very safe. So I would get that and just bring it to the car. Today, and we order from this place a lot, I called and they answered and I said, hi, I'm picking up a lunch order for Valerie. Um, I have a baby in the car. That's why I'm calling, right? You're looking for the fucking thing I'm, I'm talking about. I'm just fucking, I'm, I'm fucking talking to fucking nobody, dude. I, this is what, I'm listening. I'm with you. You, I know what you're like when you're listening, and this is not it. <laughs> it's fine. I just want to know that I'm doing a monologue in a vacuum, and that is fine. It really is. I just need to know what's happening. <laughs> okay. And it's like the most boring story I'm giving you shit for not listening to. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like at that moment you would have gone, uh-huh. So I go, I have a baby in the car. That's why I'm calling. And then she com- she goes, great, okay, I'll be right out. So she hangs up. She comes out. She has the, the food. I roll down the window. She hands it to me, and she goes, thanks for letting me know about the baby. I wouldn't want her to be sitting out here. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah, of course. And then I drive away. Uh-huh. But then I start going, and this is just how the brain works. I don't even think this is true. I go, wait, was she kind of like giving me shit? Yeah. Because I was like, I called... And all I said was, there's a baby in the car. That's why I'm calling for you to bring it out. Uh-huh. But what I meant was, what I didn't say, was I'm, I, normally I would come in, but I have the baby in the car, so I was hoping you could bring it out. Oh. But instead, all I said was, I have a baby in the car. That's why I, I want you to bring it out. And then she says, this is boring. But the point is, oh, how the brain works is I'm like, is she, was she mad at me? Was she giving me shit? Wow. And then I went in and I did some work and th- thought about it. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't just your standard, I need everyone to like me. Mm-hmm. It's actually like being misunderstood. I, I wrote, um, this is the, the more appropriate one, I should be understood is the belief. Mm-hmm. And the turnaround on that is, I shouldn't be understood. When I'm unclear, I shouldn't be understood. Yeah. But it goes into a very primal place. She didn't understand me. Yes. Then she comes out, I, th- I don't even know if this is true. Look at all the assumptions that are happening. She brings me food. She says, hey, thanks for letting me know the baby's in there. I wouldn't want the baby to sit out. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Now I'm going, was that sarcastic? I don't know. Is she mad at me? Does she go back in and go, these fucking Northern California people, sure, whoa, I'm a special guy with a baby. I just had to go, there, there may have been a misunderstanding. Yeah. That's okay. And the belief I should be understood, even like when I'm being manic with you, and I start jumping from A to F, and I don't bridge the gap. Is that bad? No. But it gives me a terrible, stressed out, bad feeling. Yeah. So as soon as I go, wait, stop, investigate the thought, I should always be understood. Is that true? No. Unpacked it. Felt better. Just a little example of of a tiny thing I did the work on. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, And it's interesting because I, I definitely would have heard that as she's, she was just like supporting it. She seemed really earnest, but my brain will do a a Clooney Batman flip kick while having intercourse to try and (laughs) turn something into a problem. One of the things I had to do the work on was it's safer to be worried. Like it's oh, yeah. it's safer to be anxious. Like your brain is operating on something where it's like this animal that I am in seems to like. I seem to like, or I used to having something to worry about. So when I catch it doing that, yeah. then every time it would come up, I tried to use that as a reminder to, to step back into the present. I mean, I think that that's very normal. I think almost everybody has that. If I'm worrying about it, I'm doing something because we all want to, even if it doesn't seem like we do, we want control when we don't feel safe. And when you can't do anything, the least you can do is worry. Right. And then that feels like you are doing something. That's the great Eki Tolls thing. And our deep fears as humans are about not being seen or understood because then it's like you don't exist which my wonderful therapist Jennifer Murdaka um, says she remember said this in terms of Leela where I was stressing out about like being the perfect parent and she's like the most fundamental things for her nervous system and for her developing biology is that she knows that she exists Hmm. She knows that she's loved and she knows that her needs are important. Oh. It's like as long as you just kind of come back to those three it's things. It's like same. Yeah, and it is same. It's because we're the, we're That's all so human good. beings. So I brought something to her last week and she was like, yeah, it was about somebody not understanding me. And she was like, yeah, because it goes it goes back to these three things. And if somebody doesn't understand you... There's a part of you that goes, wait, do I exist? I don't mm. exist. That's why, like, gaslighting people is so horrible. Oh, and, and I'm pretty sure the there's, like, psychological techniques, bad things that are, like, just make someone not feel seen or believed. And, and we're watching Transparent. And, and one of the reasons I, I haven't watched the whole thing, so that's the show we're watching right now. And obviously I'm not a trans person, but it's breaking my heart, as I've said many times, over and over, the human need to be seen yeah. 
as you see yourself and as, as you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Language and, and identity. I, I'm not really the qualified person to speak on this. Although that's sort of my point is that I am. Is that That's just, mm-hmm. that's not a trans thing. That's mm-hmm. a human issue. Every single person, it matters how they're, somebody just walked by if you felt us being distracted. This guy's opening beers. Great. Oh no, they're climbing the fence. Yeah, they're gonna go. Uh, they're gonna have go. some have some mountain beers. Yeah, they're having mountain beers. You guys having some mountain beers? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was beautiful. And I just, sort of lost my track of thought because of old mountain beers, but that's me. But yeah, we all want to be seen for who we truly are, and we also. So it's like this thing I I learned from my talk yesterday which I can give the credits to but it's like those aren't beers those are growlers or crowlers crowlers are giant beers I think that I think it's growlers I don't know we're I think not it's with people. a C mm-hmm. I've never wanted to drink a loaf of bread with a low alcohol percentage I know where you get full before yeah. you get drunk hi I'd like to be full before I'm buzzed I would like so many calories for not a great taste. I know some people think it tastes great. But I'd I, like to fight. They do not. They're just trying to be their fathers, and their fathers were just trying to be their fathers, and their fathers were just trying to I be their fathers. I don't know. And their fathers are just trying to be <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Old Abe. Nobody the likes flowers? it. There's lots of things that I like that I no, I don't. Sauerkraut? Get the fuck out of here. That, it, you eat that every day, and it smells Horrible. Probies. If I'm preg- pregnant again, ever, I'm not right now, but you're not going to be able to eat your stuff. Well, one of the ways that I loved you is that you've been eating yogurt lately, and yogurt to me smells like a goat had a bloated bladder, uh, uh, and then it got stuck in a, like a, a refrigerator okay. in the desert for six months, and then it came out and shit out of its dickhole. Oh, my God. I had yogurt once. Do these guys night. have to drink these beers in my... <laughs> In my eye line, I'm like Christian Bale. <laughs> Get him out of my eye line. McGee. McGee. Okay. Do we want to do a question? Yes. Um, and I I love your sauerkraut. If you, if you, I'll put up with your sauerkraut if you put up with my yogurt. I will. I wasn't both, even going to tell you that. We're both trying to get our probiotics, and there's no non-disgusting way to do that. Let's be honest. If you're not eating something disgusting every day, your uh, flora is not thriving, because those are some <laughs> nasty bitches. <laughs> you're eating gross bacteria. For them. For them. Do it for them. You got to. Hit it. Um, okay. How do you and Pete approach communication in difficult topics like sauerkraut? Um, not necessarily arguments, just hard to talk about. Mm. I have a very open, non-judgmental, non, non-judgmental partnership, but as someone with codependent tendencies, I am always pushing Codependencies? <laughs> I'm always Thanks. pushing myself to grow my abilities to express myself in healthy ways. And this is Jenny with a fur, which I think is really funny. Like Jenny Jennifer. With a, Jenny with a fur. Aww. I thought it was a Jenny from the Block play. Um, so yeah. Well, you're better at remembering those. I'm always the yeah. guy that's like, we don't fight. Well, because and we there, don't really. There's another question. And we don't. And we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> there was another question that was about, and I, I'm sorry, I can't find it to credit it, but it was about like, how have you guys been doing in the, the pandemic um, and the quarantine together? Sure. Oh, those are great. So I feel like the, we can do those. the is it's like, you know, I do. I don't really feel like we fight. What's an example? I'm. Sh- can you think of one? Yeah, 
I can't. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked because I've been wanting to bring us up. Oh no. my god. No, no, no. Because I was going to say, like, a good example is you're eating yogurt and I'm eating dinner and I go, it starts to break my heart. The th- maybe this is codependent, but I'm like, she's enjoying her yogurt. It was like your little yogurt that you saved for the end of the meal. And I do not like yogurt. But I was like, she likes yogurt. So I, I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah. And I swear I wasn't planning on bringing it up, except I know you don't really mind. No, I don't mind. That's a pretty good example of how I will go. She's enjoying yogurt. Just, just drop it. Whereas yeah. I think, I don't know. I've been in relationships where that's not the strategy. No. We tend to both have that strategy. We, you don't give me shit for my kraut. For your what? My kraut. Oh, you said crap. No, kraut. <laughs> um, that he, gives me healthy crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for us, we we both are like very sensitive sweeties. and Real J. Duplass types. <laughs> and had, um, from the way that we were up, the, the, we, we were up brung. <laughs> <laughs> the way we was up brung. The way we was up brung was there was a, there was kind of a lot of tiptoeing. I think that's fair to say um, for whatever reason. So we really figured out how if you have to have a confrontation, the like sweetest possible, gentlest possible. Way. We've gotten a little bit better at it. Yeah, it used to be really. It used to be so like hard. Mr. Bean in Love Actually when he's wrapping up. <laughs> I don't want you to wrap it up. Are you gonna dip it in yogurt? Are you gonna dip it in yogurt like my vocal cords? <laughs> like Valerie's dinner. Like Valerie's dinner. I hate the smell of yogurt. <laughs> um, but I mean, we would wrap it up Mr. Bean style in Love Actually. Yeah. And now I feel like we're better. We we can we be better. like, uh, you know what I say sometimes? I go, join me in my initiative. Yes. There's some real codependent tips. Yeah. If I, I can't. <laughs> we think this person wants to stay codependent. codependent. No, but people that have a really hard time with conflict sometimes, and this might not be right. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. I'll make it somewhat cute is I'll just be like. I'll talk like a politician and be like, will you uh, join me in my initiative <laughs> to yeah. keep the thermostat at 72? And then that, okay, I understand that that's sort of saccharine and barf city, but then that just became a code. Now, when you say, would you join me in my, we don't do it as a bit anymore, but you just say, would you join me in my initiative to keep the living room clean when friends come over? Yeah. And join me in my initiative just became code for, hey, I know that we're both sensitive, and uh, underneath it all, we're titty babies. Um, so can we just skip the 20-minute Mr. Bean preamble yeah. of, I love you, my love, do you feel safe, are you good? I just need to tell you to, to, um, that the thermostat was left on over the weekend and we were out of town. Please yeah. join me in my initiative to make sure that this is off. Big deal. Big yeah. deal. So what? Who cares? So what? Who cares? Yeah, because we actually do love, or at least I love it, and you're very interested in like something in transparent is a family that's so intimate that they can just like fight and remember J.D. Plaza is like there he's like yelling at them and he's like I have to go I love you very much yeah <laughs> like, and, yeah no the show's very challenging to me for that reason I've always loved that in families because I never had that but I'm not at least at this stage in my life I would not be capable of that like any kind of I don't, that's not uh, family goals for me. Yeah. I really. I couldn't do it anyway, so. Right. I I like it, but I I just like, let's put it this way. My love language is is like, let's stay calm. 
let's be polite. Yeah. That, that's like a big deal to me. Absolutely. And I never, I feel so safe with you that even if you are telling me something that's hard to hear, I really appreciate that you are carefully wording it yeah. in a way that is going to be the cushiest way to receive it. Like I see, I receive that as love that you are being so careful with your words because, you know, I was in a marriage before this and he did, just didn't have that love language. And I still have statements that he said to me during fights, like embedded in my body. Yeah. So, like I, words are really, really important to me. Um, and so, yeah, it, everybody's different. And the codependency thing is something that we work on. But I feel like as we get more intimate, the we... The shorthand increases. It's like you're, the, the more secure your attachment gets, the more you can be independent. <laughs> sure. But what's a, what's a fight? Okay, yeah. So a fight, uh, and this is this one is totally, actually, I think almost exclusively on me. What? Um, in hindsight, and I don't think I've apologize to you properly about this so there are different phases of this quarantine like we've been in it for so long and one of the first phases for me and the one of the longest was I became obsessed about our house being clean like really obsessed about it like kind of staying clean all day but certainly being clean by the time I had Leela down so that I could put I could sit down on the couch and look at a clean house like that felt so important to me mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was happening then but in hindsight I'm like yeah that makes sense I was confined to the house and feeling trapped so I was like I need to at least make this environment as enjoyable as possible I was worried about the fact that there was this pandemic and every there's so, so many unknown elements and it felt so out of control that I was trying to control the the one thing I could and I was like trying to keep my mind busy so that I wouldn't just settle into the discomfort of of all of it mm -hmm. um so I but what was so funny about it was that I was obsessed with keeping the house clean because it's like I wanted a problem something you could control probably something I could control but I I, I was Enjoying the clean house, yes, but I was almost more than that, enjoying being stressed about the clean house. Instead of being stressed about the global pandemic, probably, right? Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. So something more manageable where I could get that stress That's like out. my brain, if I'm facing a really big decision, me going to the, the lunch place and the woman saying, thanks for telling me about the baby, my brain will go, great. We can think and worry about this instead of worrying about this. Yeah. So that, that's why I often have frozen lyrics in my head. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, we could think about that. So the more clear you get, the more clear you get. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Um, so in that kind of state, I would get stressed and then I would start to kind of tell myself this story of like, I'm the only one cleaning. I'm like, I, I'm working too hard. I need Pita like help me clean or whatever. But I... But I usually was like, mm, I, I do the same thing that you did with the yogurt where I have a thought like that. And then I really, before even Byron Katie, I would be like, is that really true? Or is that how you're feeling? Right. And or I think that's a, that's a key 
thing. Mm -hmm. There is a way that it can be dishonest and maybe gets into a manipulative or not being true to your feelings. So in defense of people that can be a little bit more fiery, I hear you, I see you. Yeah. But I think what I enjoy, just because it's what I'm used to, and so therefore it's what makes me comfortable, is if there's just one step between the feeling and the reaction. That's right. That's why the relationships that I've had, I've told you this many times, I was dating a girl, we were making out or whatever, and I leaned on her hair. Mm -hmm. And she shot up, and her eyes went black. And she said, and this was, like, like, I don't know, the second or third time I had ever done it in a year. Mm -hmm. And she was like, how many, like, her voice went like, how many times do I have to tell you not to lean on my hair? And it wasn't just that it was so jarring and startling. It It was that I just, from that moment on, I was like, there's no uh, filter. There's no safe room in between. I understand the overwhelming feeling of, of a pain of of your hair being uh, leaned on. Yeah. But it went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And t- I wish I had Katie at that, uh, Byron Katie, at that point. Because I l- spent the rest of that relationship, not because of that, but because of things like that being afraid of her physically and obviously she was much smaller than me yeah. I've yet to find a woman <laughs> <laughs> is, and if a... I do I'm going to ride her like a tauntaun <laughs> into my next life I mean it, that's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be her and I making massive babies that's your one hall pass that's my hall point? pass <laughs> yeah. and it's the size of a hall if I'm picturing it correctly <laughs> um, yeah I That's so interesting because you've told me that before and I, it makes so much sense because one of, I know you've shared this, that one of your core kind of negative beliefs is if I, if I'm vulnerable with, it's not safe to be vulnerable with somebody, Mm. with people, Mm. people aren't safe, but like that's such a vulnerable situation. I would imagine if you're making out like that, that's like the most vulnerable it gets. Yeah. And then to have like literally a startling, so oh, activating yeah. your fight or flight, yeah, uh, jolt out of that. I mean, that's just like really. It is. It's like sex isn't going to the bathroom, but it's in the it's in the same. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a it's it's like taking a shower maybe, or or there's something naked, obviously naked and exposed about it. Yeah. So your brain is like. I think the fact that that jolt came in a sex moment mm-hmm. was just really uh, more difficult for me than I think it would be even for, I, I can't speak for the average person, but for a lot of people, yeah. probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Yeah, and that it was confirming already. You're not safe. You're not safe to be vulnerable, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so so it, I was in this crazy state of like cleaning, bitter cleaning, I would say. Mm. <laughs> um, and... And actually, I will say again, my therapist, I've told her this thing before of like, I'll have a thought, like Pete should do this or Pete should be helping me or whatever. And then instantly I'm like, is that true? And then I told her like, should I not be doing that? Should I just vocalize my thoughts and feelings as I'm having them? And she's like, no, I think there's something really good about sitting with it. Mm. And if it remains, then you know you have to mention it. But isn't that, I think that's one of the cornerstones of you and I's personality mm-hmm. is there's a, I, again, I know sometimes we lock our feelings up and we never let them out. Yeah. But I like, and so much of spiritual discipline is about not losing your center, mm-hmm. trying to remain 
the impartial observer of, of your feelings. So you see them, you honor them, you act on them, you let them inform you, all these things. Mm-hmm. And you feel them. You really feel them. Yeah. It's not about not feeling them. It's about really feeling them. Yeah. But I just sort of grew up in a household where people were having feelings and acting on them. And it's yeah. like, ah! And I was like, so I was like, isn't it, po-? you know, this is funny. I was making coffee the other morning and Leela grabbed one of the filters and I, it was just she and I and I went, you have a filter, huh? Didn't get that from your mom's side. Uh, not your side, from my mom's side. You didn't get that from your grandmother. Shit. Oh. Because my mom has no filter. Just, yeah, that's good. So it was like a friend sitcom quality joke just for <laughs> just us. For her. Uh, and I promise I said it correctly in the moment. <laughs> Any who's a whizzle. Um... Yeah, so I, and and for some people, again, it's so hard to give, we're not even giving relationship advice. It seems like people want to hear the, like, the hard stuff that we go through. Um, so this isn't advice, because some people might feel totally trapped. Yeah, this might not be right for you might a lot of people. really trapped in a relationship where you can't just, like, vomit out your feelings as you're having them. Um, and great for you. But for us, we're both, we have such emotional centers and our each other's feelings really really affect us so I think the question that my therapist said was like you know you can have a feeling and say do I need to get Pete involved in this feeling or is this something I can support myself I just I want to marry you tomorrow that's (laughs) all I want it's what I want in my friendships it's what I want in my relationships can we just have this is what we're fucking... Mindfulness isn't just looking at a leaf. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. And it can be me getting in touch with the reality of this car right now and, and your mm-hmm. eyes and your hair and even the feel... My hands are very dry right now. That's all good mm-hmm. stuff. But it's also just going like, okay. Yeah. Like, Leela's been hitting me in the balls a lot lately. <laughs> and I know this might sound insane, and I already told you this. I try to use it as an opportunity to look at what is. Because I do have a story, mm. and every guy does. You get hit in the balls. I'm going to call it 40-60. 40 actual pain, 60, I got hit in the balls. Wow. So it's the memory of every other time you got hit in the balls. And every guy that's gotten hit in the balls, which is all of us, knows that it's a coin toss. Mm. Sometimes it hurts real bad, and it's a light one. Sometimes it's a big one, and you're like, for some reason, it just didn't ring in. Wow. But usually we have this overreaction. Mm. So so all I want, just like I'm trying to do with when I get hit in the nards, is a moment of can I stop and ask myself, very Mr. Rogers, I can mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop when I want and just say, what is this? Mm-hmm. How can I constructively uh, frame this mm-hmm. if you do hurt my feelings? Yeah. There, there was a night that we went out and I felt like you didn't pay me enough attention. Obviously... Mm-hmm. Paying attention to me is a, is a big deal for me, right? Yeah. So we went on this dinner, and this was a big cause of stress for us. I also, had, this is so me, I had gone off sugar, and I was so angry. Yeah. Like, just biologically, anyone that's ever quit sugar, they say it's nine times more addictive than cocaine. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, legit having a type of withdrawal. I can't compare it to hard drugs. I'm just saying I was feeling withdrawal. So I was already in a terrible place. And then you started, instead of mirroring me and your friend and sharing yourself with me, you were really just locked onto your friend and you were mirroring her 100%. I'm not mad about this anymore and I'm touching your leg just for the... (laughs) I'm just saying it's over. Yeah. But it was fucking hard for me. I vanished 
and and then we're back to those things that Leela needs. I didn't exist. Mm-hmm. That was something that I remember, mm-hmm. where the smoke bomb of dread went off inside of me. Mm-hmm. Dark gray, acrid smoke just filled me, and I wasn't even there to say like, mm-hmm. I'd like to think I'm practiced enough that I can go like, is it true? Mm-hmm. Valerie didn't notice me. Is that mm-hmm. true? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten locked in with a friend? And and I have. I've done that. This week. Mm-hmm. That's the power of the work. This week, uh, the Gungers came and visited us, social distancing, and you were putting Lee down, and I got so caught up with them that I forgot to check in with you. So it happened this week, but we were unconscious. We think our balls hurt because we're remembering the last time we hurt. Yeah. I think you're ignoring me because girls in junior high ignored me. Yeah. And suddenly I'm watching the movie of girls ignoring me in junior high over you ignoring me, mm-hmm. and I'm not even experiencing reality. And that's an example of a, a, a quote-unquote fight that we had yeah. because I had to find a way to say, look, I'm not succeeding mm-hmm. in stepping outside of myself. I feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, this is like we're breaking the glass on the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. You and I both have a gear. I've seen you, unfortunately, or it's not unfortunate, it's beautiful. You go into that gear where you just drop everything and you say, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I love you. I understand, like, what you're saying is valid. Yeah. This is like conflict resolution 101. And I try to do that for you. It's something that we learn. And I try to do it for everybody. Mm-hmm. If they register a complaint, one of the first things I try to do is say, I understand what you're saying is not insane. Mm-hmm. As I've said a million times, the scariest thing about zombie movies isn't the zombies. It's that no one believes them that zombies are after them. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is frightening. So when someone says, hey, you were an asshole to me, you just got to say, I can see that. I can see how that was that way. Can I tell you about my day? Not making an excuse. Can I tell you what was on my mind? Yeah. Because we're all having our own realities. So yeah. you, sometimes we just need the flame retardant foam. You just mm-hmm. need to fill the room, get the fire out, mm-hmm. and then later, and, and you're so good at that, Val. Mm-hmm. You, I remember where we were. at the, It was at, We went to a wedding afterwards, mm-hmm. and you were just like, I'm so sorry. You'll get, like, mm-hmm. emotional. And for some reason, the titty baby in me goes, okay, she mm-hmm. saw me. It's like, you, it's like you see me 10 hours worth in 10 seconds. Like, you yeah. condense it yeah. and lock on to me, eye contact, physical touch, mm-hmm. and just no mincing words. I am sorry. I understand. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's probably where this story is going about the cleaning. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that that fight that you just mentioned, I think, was probably the biggest fight we've ever had. And yep. and it definitely, it was hard to get to the point of being sorry because I was actually, it's the only time this has happened where you had one story of the night and I had a whole other story. So I was kind of upset about something else. Like, I was, mm. I was merging with this friend because I don't feel very safe when... Um, when you and this friend are together because you don't necessarily understand each other. So I was merging with that friend and this is something I got emotional about in therapy this week because I talk about how I I do this Mm. where because I feel so safe with you, I will abandon you to mirror a person that I don't feel safe with because I'm trying to get them to like me and I know I don't have to... 
and that and worry about you. but the the fucking Rubik's cube of your boy is did I just sell a movie? Did I just have a great set? Yeah, go ahead and leave me alone. Did I just meditate? Did I just read something? Am I centered? Am I mindful? Am I present? Yeah, you probably could. Am I off sugar? Am I going to a dinner I don't really want to go to? Am I going to a wedding? I, I did want to go to the wedding, and it, frankly, I did want to go to the dinner, but like things weren't ideal. Yeah. So in your defense, mm-hmm. and this is a good thing, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a there's seven times out of ten probably you can you could trust me to be okay. Yeah. But not that night. I yeah. needed some Skittles. <laughs> yeah. Well, that it was both of us in a situation where we both felt incredibly unsafe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, dinner with friends. (laughs) (laughs) And you were looking to me as, as to remind you that you were safe. And I was looking to you to remind me that we were safe, but the way I needed to do that, it was, it was opposing things. So you were looking to me to feel safe by me taking your side putting putting giving you attention and also probably laughing the friend by the way we love this friend but she tends to be a little bit more um uh careful (laughs) principled yeah and i by the way who fucking cares but unfortunately this is part of my personality that i'm dealing with or fortunately i don't know Sometimes if I feel like somebody's censoring me, I tend to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I want to tell the diarrhea jokes and I want to whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, the only way I will feel safe is if we can all merge into one blob. And and, and I'm trying to get you to make me feel safe because I'm like doing some weird... Like, this is somebody... Not a bad example, but if I'm doing my Kumail impression, they might think that's inappropriate because it, he's he's Pakistani. Yeah. And I'm like... We've been friends for 20 years. I've done this impression for 20 years. He's one of my most beloved people. Yeah. This is a loving impression. Yeah. I don't think that applies. Don't get me wrong. I understand how you can make that argument. Yeah. But in a night like this, I want to do it, and I want you to laugh at it. Uh-huh. And that's a little cue for you telling me that I'm safe for, to be who I am. But you, in doing that, are telling the friend that they're unsafe and that you're not on their side. So you're sort of like... It's a tug of war. We're, we're pulling the valve rope. Yes. And people get that way hard with you. You are, I, I don't know the word for it, but you're a sunflower and you're a light and people either don't see you at all. We mm-hmm. talk about this all the time. Yeah. There's a large number of people that I just watch not see you. But mm-hmm. then the people that do see you tend to really, really love you. Yeah. Really love you. Like very intensely. Yeah. Kind of. and, and I'm learning about my a way that that can be really dysfunctional because I will mold to them and and mirror them and really see them which I think there is there is a time where that's very appropriate and like kind of nurture and mother again there's a time that's an, uh, that's appropriate a lot of times it's inappropriate and so I don't realize this but I think I'm kind of making people addicted to me a lot of times because I think people are working out their mothership with me. Yeah, Um, certainly I am. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, mom. Uh, um, But, so, I was feeling so unsafe. Can I interject something weird? Yeah. Because I feel like you'll remember that you're about to pick up the story there. Is this fair? Uh Uh-huh. Because I think it's weird and I think you'll enjoy it. I, because of the work, have been getting more and more in touch with that I have jealousy. I don't think you would consider me a jealous person. But I know that I can be deep down. I mean, like, deep, deep down. Mm -hmm. My porn star 
poses alone. She doesn't even have sex with people. The, the porn oh. star that I was monogamous. Because I didn't want her to be with anybody. Yeah. That's like a deep... Wow. Talk about like... And I don't want to get into the weirdness of like, you know, forget it. Mm-hmm. Of, of Freudian implications of just like, this is my person. Like, no yeah. one can have this person. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, and then when I listen to female artists, musicians, and they have a duet with a boy... <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were singing to me. Oh, my God. And then suddenly, I'm thinking of Phoebe Bridgers, and then out of nowhere, on a suicide pack and I'm running and down. How how hard am I on those guys? I'm like, what are you doing? It's the same. It's go. It goes all the way back to Sarah McLachlan and stuff. If a a guy came in, I'm just like, excuse me. This is an A and B conversation. <laughs> C, C, C major, your way out of it. Nice. Nice. But uh, that's fucking, I think it's Western. I think it's hyper-masculine. I think it's toxic masculine. Yeah. And the fact that I have it mm-hmm. and that I can identify it, I'm, I'm mentioning it because I want people listening to be greenlit to fucking get weird with yourself. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. I'm telling you that, well, I'm telling you too much, but it's just like, it's an embarrassing thing to realize that you're possessive of someone you're listening to on the radio. Yeah. But that's how your psyche is, and it's fucking weird, and it comes into play when I'm at dinner with you and I feel like I'm playing tug-of-war. Yeah, and I'll share something weird with you that's very similar, and it actually comes into play with how I was at that dinner. Um, I will... This is narcissistic and incredibly unhealthy, but... <laughs> hmm. If somebody, if we have a guy friend, I, it could be, it most likely is somebody that I am not attracted to, that I would hate being in a relationship with, Yes. but that I love as a friend. If they tell me that they've met somebody or that they've fallen in love with somebody, I'm like, fuck you. I could, I'm, I could make you happier than that person. Welcome to (laughs) what the point I was trying to make just in a more direct way. Yeah. If I was to do the work on this, and again, I'm I'm really trying to model for myself, really, and for anybody that might benefit. They're just your thoughts. Yeah. We right. don't have to be embarrassed. They're not you. Yeah. And one of my thoughts is everyone should be in love with me. Yeah. Everyone should be in love with me. Uh, our nanny just mentioned dating. Remember? She was like, that's uh-huh. like my dating life. I was like, what are you, you're not going to date me? <laughs> what? <laughs> That, that That's not, obviously, I don't have to even say this, but that's not how I think of uh, of this person. Yeah. But it's everybody. It, yeah. it, it could be somebody I've never met. Yes. So this is what I just uncovered in therapy yesterday. It could be Jennifer Aniston starts dating somebody new, and I'm like, yeah. you never uh, thought about old Petey? Like, oh, that's how sure. That's how absurd and, and uh, unequivocal it is. That's right. I have it with celebrities all the time where I'm like, huh, it's because you haven't met me. Yeah. <laughs> but Well, that was not- true with me. But it, what's really, what's really, a, I, yeah, th- I think funny. I'm a celebrity. Yeah, I'm a mild you are, celebrity. You are. I get sent a free appetizer from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, if I eat at a restaurant that my family owns. <laughs> but also at the same time, 
Sometimes you can't get a reservation, even if you do throw in your name. <laughs> That's we've ne- almost never done that, but the times we've done it and it hasn't worked it's is so humiliating. One of the funniest. Really. Oh, I was going to say it's super <laughs> funny. It it's funny because it's humiliating. Yeah, it's, I've never done it, but I've said to my assistant, "Do you want to try?" And it never works. <laughs> Maybe it's worked once or twice. And you know what? The times it's worked that you go like, uh, "Would you make an exception for this person?" <laughs> Um, we go to the restaurant and there's plenty of tables. Have yeah. you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, That's so oh, it's just like they were just waiting. They were just saving these tables for assholes like me. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Or if we had walked in, we could have said, just give us a table. There's tables. Yeah. Um, okay. Tables! Tables! Uh, so, yeah. I Oh, but I just discovered this in therapy. So it really becomes this, like, we're all just trying to feel safe and seen. It's great. What you said about Lee and, and that you exist. And that, that you And exist. that your needs matter. Exactly. This is so, a valuable And that podcast. you're loved. This so, is mighty strong. So it really is that feeling of, I told her, I was like, it's so crazy. I am realizing that I feel like I have to make everybody love me. Otherwise, I am unlovable. And that is an impossible thing. Oh, like boy. you said, 50% of the population is like, her? <laughs> that's so funny. But I also do think that that's funny. I I have enough self-worth that I'm like, yeah, that's your loss. But when it's somebody that I care about, yeah. I need them to not just love me, be pleased with me a hundred percent of the time well this is fantastic mr fox that the, you you have yeah. this is your your three enneagram three showing mm. is that when mr fox and in, in, in wes anderson's mr fox he says i need everybody to be impressed uh and think i'm a quote-unquote fantastic mr., mr fox and if i'm being honest be a little intimidated by me yeah it's it's the drug it's not cocaine the drug that seems to get into my blood the most is esteem. Yeah. It's like, is people thinking that guy's the greatest, yeah. but it's like, but then obviously we've covered this a million. The contradiction is like, you can get all of this esteem, but what is it? Then I look to my left and there's all these people who have less esteem and they're having a picnic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I'm always drawn to the spiritual traditions that are trying to go like, drop the power games, drop the status, drop the identity, and just come to the picnic. Yes. You know? That's right. Because I'm over here counting nothing. Yeah. My legacy, not all of it, but I was writing a legacy on running water. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. And, And there are things that exist. Connection exists. Uh, making each other feel safe and loved exists. Absolutely. Co-regulating your nervous system. It's not just for babies, people. We we do it to each other all the time. We need it. And that's what it is. That's that's really what came down to that dinner was we were, we were both dysregulated and we were looking to each other to regulate, but in opposite ways. So again, you were looking to me to kind of take your side and I was looking to you to merge with the group and not say anything and that could be potentially controversial. And that's my Enneagram 4. Sorry to keep bringing the Enneagram up here, but I'm like, I'm a 3-wing 4 and that's a very rare and weird Enneagram combo. Mm-hmm. And the 4 is the one that's like, I'm sorry, you're asking me to merge with the group? Yeah. Like, my nightmare is to be in an audience. That's why I'm always like, mm-hmm. every show I've ever been to, I'm waiting for them to call me up on stage, yeah. even though now I'd, I'd, I'd rather be in the audience. But that's because I've, I've worked on it. Yeah. <laughs> worked on it. Get back to the cleaning. 
So, so I'm glad you brought up that fight because that really brought up. I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me interrupt. And just to end that, it wasn't that like, so I, your experience was you were so upset because you felt ignored. And my experience was, because again, we're, we're not able to talk at this moment. So it's all just happening. And and it's like, we're going to have to talk. Which is usually what happens. Yeah. And that adds more pressure onto it. Yeah. Um, So, and then the story I was saying was like, you know, I don't a hundred percent feel safe when you are with this friend. Why are you like making jokes that you have to know she is offended by? Again, they're just and it's stupid. It's ill-advised, but they're just I'm subconsciously mm-hmm. not on purpose, but shooting flare is trying to get you to look at me, probably. Uh, and then you know what? That's a little bit too elegant. I'm also just being a baby bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I start getting my feelings hurt. Yeah. And it's really important because I think on this podcast I, I, I showcase myself in a favorable way. Mm-hmm. Not always. I like to share my embarrassments and my flaws as much as I'm able to. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really important to remember that there's times where you're just – your feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. And you are small and you're petty and you're scared and you mm-hmm. don't have – the wherewithal to go like stop breathe meditate you're j- and, and that's why I like to mention the sugar withdrawal is like even if it wasn't that and I don't know it was that it was mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. I, sometimes it's a crick in your neck or this headache that keeps creeping in or even it's just like blurred vision your, your eyes refuse to focus on reality and it just feels like a bad dream yeah. and that's why I said the smoke bomb thing it just overtakes you yeah. mm-hmm. and that's when you need the partner that just says like it's okay I understand I see you I understand yeah so I want to be clear that it wasn't even though I was having my own needs and I was also upset it wasn't that I just was like you're right I'm sorry I'm wrong like I very much vocalized my side of it but saying what you're saying isn't crazy is just as good as saying you're right to me I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. We even say that to Leela. She's crying. She doesn't want us to go on this date. I hear you is so valuable. Yeah. I hear I'm still leaving. And yeah. you're saying, I hear you. I still wish you hadn't told that dirty limerick. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever I was doing. <laughs> There's a titty yeah. baby in here. There's just like a sad, scared little guy in here. So I don't know. As far as like communication Sometimes. tips. Well, he's probably all there. It is, what happened with the cleaning? Oh yeah, so so okay, so I this is where I was being a, a real TB uh, TB titty baby. Um, I meant tuberculosis, but yeah. <laughs> I um I was like I'm gonna go a day without cleaning the house. Omg, I remember those. <laughs> and and I truly was saying to myself like God, I am stuck in this. Like circling the drain. Yeah, you were gonna. This is like a king of house. king of queens plot point. <laughs> I swear, it didn't start as a test. It didn't start that way. I really was like, just give yourself a break. Tell yourself the house doesn't have to be clean. Okay. And then you don't. Then you won't worry about it, and you can enjoy not cleaning the house. And then, as the day went on, and the house was getting messier and messier, and I was getting more and more stressed, I was like. And maybe I even saw you doing the dishes and I was like, this is how it's going to be. Pete, Pete knew that I was making the resolve to not clean the house and he's going to clean the house today and keep it clean. I can hear Katie's voice, Byron Katie, being like, because he's a mind reader. Yeah. Exactly. Go on. Yeah. Exactly. 
and because he should have the same dysfunction that you have which going back to the dinner party was the was the ultimate thing that i had was i was like this merging with the group is dysfunctional Mm. it's my way i totally understand where it comes from but it's my way of controlling the group Right. And I shouldn't expect Pete to have my dysfunction. Well, I think now, since that dinner, I haven't seen you do that. Make yourself so bio-available to whoever claims you or needs you because it's their special night and and your husband just happens to be there. You know what I'm saying? But at that point, there's a way to do it. This is what being a grown-up is. It's like... I'll give some to you. I'll give some to you. Yeah. But at that dinner, it just wasn't. No. It just wasn't. And him. by the way, this friend doesn't wasn't even asking me to okay. take care of her. Yeah, like I I'm doing that. That's what I mean. You made myself. yourself available. Yeah, yeah. I, not a judgment, but no, yeah. no, it's true. So anyway, the cleaning. I was like, I'm going to give myself this day. I saw Pete doing the dishes. I was like, he's going to clean the house. That's great. which, by the way, to relate. Sorry to the making yourself available thing. Just so it's not all on you. Mm-hmm. When I first started working with Judd, you noticed that I had something called Judd voice, mm-hmm. which was if if the three of us were at dinner, I would just be mirroring and merging with him. This is before we became friends yeah. early in our relationship. Yeah. Um, but I would do the same thing where I would not be available to you mm. but then being a grown up and being like a, a reasonable person is like a little bit of this a little bit of that I'm going to ping pong between these people so it's yeah. not just you and also being like this is what my therapist says about it too is like what do I need in this situation and because these people aren't my responsibility yeah um, but but I would say ping ponging between what you need what the, you know yeah the, you're one of the pings yeah it's a three way ping <laughs> Um, so I, by the way, that's what Leela does because she gets it from me. She goes, um, so <laughs> I know it's so cute. Um, so I, can we play the video of her saying love you? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I'm almost done with this GD story. I'm, so I'm the one, long. I'm the one that made it so long. Um, I, it wasn't a test, but over the, as the day continued, it was like, this, this was the phrase that really took me down. This is how Pete's going to see how hard I work. Mm-hmm. Like Pete will see what, everything that I do. And I already, like I played a movie in my head where you clean the house. And then at the end of the day, you're like, wow, you do that every day. That is a lot. And doesn't this end in a funny way? Yes. Yeah. So we sit. So we're sitting on the couch. I yeah. I put Leela down. Or this had been something. a full day of no cleaning. And I put Leela down, and I and I look, and all of Leela's toys are like out, all sprawled out on the living room floor. And my aspy brain is like, that's where she wants them because she'll begin playing with them in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and it's not bad. I do that now sometimes yeah. when I'm a little more relaxed. No, I was just saying it's just a, a, a different perspective. Yeah, so I just was like, okay, and I and I really sat with it. Should I mention it? Should I not mention it? But I was feeling I was feeling so much activation that then I decided to mention it. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, even if this is unreasonable, I know that I I can't. The only way through is to let it out mm-hmm. so I was like so I wonder it was so passive aggressive it was something like 
you know, I, I didn't clean the house all day. I wonder if you maybe like notice the difference <laughs> or like if you notice yeah it is kind of a way for both of us to see kind of what I do all day right what I do and um and you were like that's so funny because I thought you were gonna say I didn't clean the house all day and the house is so clean thank you for cleaning the house <laughs> yeah this is real King of Queens. And the laugh track kicks in. Baby, all my life I will be coming home to you. I mean, I even thought that in the moment. I was like, this is King of Queens. I remember feeling so certain that you were going to say, and look, I should really take it easy. <laughs> but boy... The truth is always in between the two. It all, it's, yeah. it's never... And really, it's not even a truth. The truth of the moment is me being like... I mean, if I could have really had the hindsight that I have now, being like, I'm spinning out here about the house. I need you to help in some way. Either help me clean the house or help me not care about the house being so clean. Yeah, and that's fair. But you could also... Just, I, I know you know this. I think where we landed was a little bit... It's in the middle, but there was some join me in my initiative because I've tried, um, and these are just exercises in empathy that you do for me all the time, just to start appreciating a clean outside changes how you feel. And just like the work with Katie, the way that I could get in touch with that is I love getting the car washed. Mm -hmm. I love filling up the car with gas. Mm -hmm. I loved back when I lived in New York and you drop off your laundry. I loved picking up my laundry. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is I started getting in touch with like sometimes things on the outside being clean makes me feel better and clean inside. And then I, I, I think I've, I'm not perfect, but I've done better at, at, at cleaning and whatnot. I think you definitely have. And I think the conclusion that we came to at the end of that fight was I will be, I will try to be better about just asking when I need help. Right. And maybe you will, start to realize that I have a different standard of well, that's the and thing. we'll just meet in the middle. As codependent people, you need, that's why it kind of goes back to the first piece of whatever thing that I feel like I figured out is a comfortable way to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out every time I've asked you for help, like, it's just a different frequency when it's like, uh, what, what we always say to each other, it's like, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. I see you in there. Um, we try to have some lightness. And so if I can go, like, I know you love me, um, let's take the yogurt. I want you to eat the yogurt. I with mean, me. I, I bought really a do. bunch of it, so I I'm going to have to eat more. I went through all of this. And it's okay. Um, <laughs> I was just saying, when there are things that I do, that do matter to me, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one. Just finding a light way of saying it. Finding the trust. Having enough respect in your partner and enough respect in their intelligence and their emotional intelligence and and your relationship to handle just a mild note. And just like with this podcast, it was an experiment of sharing a little bit more and more and more. And now we're to the point where I'm like, I'm jealous of uh, Sarah McLaughlin when she sings with another person. (laughs) You can do the same thing in a relationship where it's like little bit by little bit by little bit before you know it. And I see this happening with us. You can just say, hey, um, 
when we go out to, with that friend, which we have since then, mm-hmm. hey, I, don't let me vanish, okay? Like, yeah. you know that I, I have trauma on that. Yeah. Don't let me vanish. And or more likely, you'll say, I won't let my boy vanish. I love you. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's good advice. Yeah. We've been talking for a long time. No, it, we, I, we got a later start. We did? Yeah. We started, I think, closer to four. Um, well, this is great. Yeah, I Wanted, think that's very helpful. I love this talk. Um, yeah, I was going to say one other thing. Oh, the whole concept of, like, this is something... I, I mostly hear it on TV. I don't really hear real people saying it, but I think people feel this way. Is like, I shouldn't have to ask. I don't... I don't... I hate that. I don't buy it. I, I hate that. I really think... I have to respect. ask myself how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to ask you... Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me until I inquire. Yeah, that's and I'm right. Di- and I'm just going to go, you should know me. Bitch, I barely know me. <laughs> I also... Sorry for the bitch. I was calling myself a bitch. I feel like it is... It's like, sure, okay, maybe if you have this, this image of this person who just knows exactly what you want at all times and that's all they're thinking about and they're they're here to serve you but that doesn't exist and the alternative is very kind it's like don't shoot for i shouldn't have to ask shoot for i feel safe to ask and when i ask i feel hurt Mm, that's way better right yeah i tests and games and little traps that's why that's such an anomaly they were like i won't clean the house and see what he says Mm -hmm. it really didn't work first of all (laughs) i know but that's an anomaly we don't we don't normally do that and i don't even feel like you were doing it in that spirit but i've had relationships where it's like it's like playing mousetrap it's just a constant flip the man in the pan but the man is you and the pan is sex and he leaned on their hair. <laughs> I got a question on Instagram I thought was nice. It was fun. He goes, which is the performance, funny Pete or non-funny Pete? And I was like, oh, my God, they're both performances. It's like we said last week, they're all words of a demon. None of them are words of Buddha. Everything I'm doing is a performance. Yeah. I've just modified the performance. That's not to say it's false. It's to say that nothing's 100% true. If yeah. somebody's like... Even trying their best. That's why we love authentic acting, authentic, authentic theater. But you're really just being as authentically false as you can be. Sure. <laughs> Any personality is a performance. Yeah. Maybe not false. Performative. Yeah. You're feeling. It's like we're all actors. And the script writers are our emotions and our thoughts. Yeah. And we get them and we study them in our little green rooms. And then your friends come over and you go, I see people do it. Again, it's a little aspy, but I see people doing their little shows for each other. And they go, it's like that example I always, like when you get all, my, uh, the guy that lived downstairs got all the sun. He goes, you got all any sun? You're rehearsing your lines. You're looking for some affirmation. So you do the scene that you think will end that way. Yeah. So we're all, we're all acting. Good yeah. question. But it's a great question to, to sorry, to med- meditate on, like for all of us. Yeah. When am I performing? Always. I mean, yeah. Except maybe when you're quiet. Yeah. Definitely when you're still and quiet. I yeah. don't think you're performing. And I guess maybe there are some authentic actions. That, that's the whole idea of Zen is to, not the whole idea, but to do something, but there's no one there doing it. Mm. But that's what I mean. That's that's to drop all performance. Yeah. But as long as I'm on this podcast talking about stuff, yeah. there's going to be a performance. An element of performance. Whether he's funny or not. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that, I don't think that, 
both can't exist actually at the same time. I think. Yeah, no, the funny constant. slips in by accident. Is that what you meant? No, I mean like oh, there sorry, is an I'm element of because <laughs> I know you and I've seen you in all of your states, um, and I would say that there is an element of performance and an element of authenticity. Just oh, that's really kind. I this. really appreciate that. That's true. Uh, in terms of quarantine, I think we've covered this. I'm the weirdo that likes it. Yes. You know what I like about it this week? What? As I mentioned, the Gungers came over. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no roulette, no greeting roulette, no goodbye roulette. Yeah. Do we hug? Do we kiss? Do we uh, not with the Gungers, but with other friends? Yeah. It's like when we said goodbye to uh, Fred Michaela the other day. And, and and Fred just put both of his hands up and waved at me like you would a boat leaving a dock. And I was like, this is fun. I like this. I hate it. I really, I mean, we are so opposite in this, just this, this element. But, like, I am the type of person who just assumes a hug is happening. Well, me too. I but go in for a hug. I enjoy the hug. I know you enjoy hugs, too, but... But I know what you mean. There is, with new friendships, there's an awkwardness. But now I just feel like it's replaced with, like, are we wearing masks? Are we... Yes. When are, do you take the mask when off? When do you take the mask off? Is there, there's, like, somebody that's going to be the first to be like, do you want to wear masks the whole time? Or do you yeah. want to keep distance? Or Yeah, I hear that. I actually wrote down some things I like about COVID. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I thought you would. Um, COVID. Okay, the first and best one is that whenever I hang out with people now, I realize I'm out of practice. Like someone will tell a terrible story, and I just forget what to do. Like I'm, I forgot how to be like, oh, okay. You know, like I just don't know what to do, so I don't miss that. Um, I'm going to miss social distancing, um, Zoom therapist. Why did I used to drive 90 minutes each way? It's four hours to go talk to a guy for 50 minutes? Yeah, you drove Why? so far for your therapy. What, do I got to smell you? <laughs> Zoom it. I got to touch you? You said that's inappropriate. We're working on it. Zoom it. That's great. What did DGP smell like? I mean, he smelled like respect and fine leather. Yeah, like leather-bound like a, books. Yeah, leather-bound books. We're all swingers. I just saw someone else. We're all swingers. I saw somebody else, but we were careful. Oh, that's funny. Yes. It's like we're all like swingers now. Yeah. It's like we're all in open relationships. Like Val will come home and she'll be like, I saw somebody at the grocery store I knew. Oh, we just went to first base. You know, like, yes, which yes. means we waved. They said that they haven't seen any other people. And, uh, and like we're, we're all talking like that. It's like if you're going to go out and see people, if you're going to open up your your pod. Yes. Communication is key. That's, you have to be on it. That's that's going to be. You're a good even thing. like how many friends I've had two friends this week be like, I was just tested. It's <laughs> it was negative, and you're like, great. <laughs> I uh, oh, I like this new insult. Go lick a doorknob. Oh my god. I think that's a good one. It's better than go fuck yourself. That's that's my. It's not my gift, but if anyone's like, well, I can't say that. It's his. I'm saying, please, oh please. I'd be honored. If next time you want to tell someone to go fuck themselves, say, go lick a doorknob. Oh, my God. And they won't get it. They'll probably, anyone that you're that mad at is probably too dumb to get it, but you'll get it. <laughs> go lick a doorknob. I love it. We feel good? I feel great. Let's go on our date. I'm ready to date you. I'm going to date you. I'm going to date you. We'll, ask, um, we'll answer more questions uh, el proximo tiempo. Yeah, there's so many good ones. I can't wait to get, get through them all. Um I and thanks for listening to these. These are fun. Yes. This feels like you made a weird sort of at its purest. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I agree. I really love talking to you. I love talking to you. Um, what was I was thinking we could read the poem from our wedding because we were talking so oh, much about William Blake relationships. Is it William Blake? I don't think it was William Blake. Do you hmm. know what it was called? A man in a room. A man and a woman sit in a room together. I don't think talking, it was called but that. not. If you type that in, you'll get it. Man. Oh, here. While you look for it, this is the video of Leela. She just learned how to say um, goodbye when I leave. Okay, Leela, love you. <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right back. See you when I'm back. Yeah, be right back. Be right back. Okay. Love you. Love you, too. Oh, my Unbelievable. God. I mean, I, again, I've never done cocaine, but that has to be cocaine right to your heart. Just my, yeah, like my brain is I just, know. It's like, Christmas morning. shooting out all it's of unbelievable. the good feelings. Wow. I feel amazing. She's, uh, we're going to watch that as soon as we're done. <laughs> we're oh, going to watch it again. That just made me feel good. Wow. Um, okay. So this is a very short poem that was my brother Do you brother want beautiful read. music underneath it? Sure. It's called The Third Body by Robert Bly. Okay, hold on a second. I wish you... Oh, Robert Bly. Yeah, oh, Robert Bly. I hope this isn't too obvious. Here we go. Go ahead. Aw, cute. The Third Body. A man and a woman sit near each other. And they do not long. At this moment... Oh, sorry. Let me try it again. Hilarious. <laughs> you have... This stays in. Ready? I'm starting the song over. This is spaced out weird. Hey, do you know? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> that was so funny. This is life. The third body. <laughs> a man and a woman sit near each other. And they do not long at this moment to be older or younger or born in any other nation or any other time or any other place. They are content to be where they are, talking or not talking. Their breaths together feed someone whom we do not know. The man sees the way his fingers move. He sees her hands close around, close around a book she hands to him. They obey a third body that they share in common. They have promised to love that body. Age may come, parting may come, death will come. A man and a woman sit near each other. As they breathe, they feed someone we do not know, someone we know of, whom we have never seen. So beautiful. I mean, it's not, I don't know why I feel like saying this, it's not necessarily a poem about God. It's about the energy of a relationship. Yeah. You're feeding a third thing. Yeah. And, and again, it is stupid and pretentious and up our own ass to give advice, but something that I think is very lovely um, that it w- isn't advice that we give, it's advice that I received, is thinking of the relationship as a third thing. That's right. And, and societies benefit from this. Relation- interpersonal two-people relationships benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Even companies benefit from this. It's like if you think of it as something that you're making together. Mm-hmm. That's Rob Bell's book, The Zimzum. 
That's what Zimzum is. It's the space within you create something. That's right. um, Which is, I think, a Hebrew term. Before God created the universe in the Hebrew story, that's what was there, was Mm. Zimzum. I guess it's also the Tao. Uh, Really beautiful, my love. That took me back to our wedding. I know. It was so fun. But I think that is a great way to go back to that. So if you are having a hard time communicating, to go back to this person's question, just kind of zoom out and think about the third thing. Think about the the relationship as a whole. And, and let's just get over yourself. Everything's yeah. get over yourself. Yeah, and it, but it's it's like <laughs> serve yourself, feed yourself, care for yourself, but also don't take yourself too 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 seriously. Right. Think of the collective. Yeah, and I would say um, more than get over yourself, just like observe yourself get a little bit of space right anytime you can create any space around a feeling around a thought around a reaction yeah that's that's just to that's how i'm totally agreeing with you that's what get you over yourself is a is kind of like the harsh yeah ted talk way of saying the same thing i'm just saying don't don't get lost that's goes back to leela's name it's a dance it's a play and your emotions are beautiful. They're welcome. They're valid. Everybody needs to be fed and, and, and taken care of. And you need to take care of yourself and, and, and love yourself. And it's a paradox. At the same time, realize it's just raindrops on the windshield. And before you know it, the wipers come. And, just, and it's not sad. It's just if you're a drop on a windshield, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you doing Worrying that the woman thought you were being an asshole for saying the baby was in the car. What are you doing? You're a raindrop on a windshield. Yeah. Fucking drop in. Yeah. I love it. All right. Good stuff. Keep. Keep. Crispy. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Keep it crisp, Parnell. Ooh. Ooh, crispy. Nice. All right. Love you. Love you.